At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Green Zone. Oh, my! He is the fattest man in the NFL! This is the Green Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. We are in the second half of these games here in the afternoon slate. Right now, the Chargers getting a first down deep into Denver territory. They got the ball first, continuing that drive. So they are down 14-7 to right now. But we are at the half at Santa Clara where the Vikings gave up points mm-hmm. at the end of the first half, which is what they do. Let's go back out to Sean Green with the latest there as we are all knotted up at 14. But, Sean, Felt like momentum swung there with the Niners getting that late score. Yeah, we 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 had a little bit of a stalemate there. 14-7 defenses kind of settled in, and then uh, Niners getting that late touchdown, a, a nice grab there by uh, Jennings to tie it up 14-14. So, yeah, you're right. It, it did feel like the 49ers kind of grabbed momentum uh, there, but I, I think whatever you bet on in this game, you can talk yourself into being alive here at 14-14. Right. If you're a Vikings backer, you're thinking, oh, man, Cousins, once that offense gets going again, they get it to Jeff. Jefferson a couple more times. And if you're a 49ers backer, you're thinking, see, that's the kind of offense we like. They figured out the Vikings uh, offense. We can get a stop on the defense. So I think whatever you bet on, you're feeling uh, okay coming into the second half. Well, and we talked about it earlier, the Vikings, every single one of their game, but one that 30 to 17 win over the Seahawks has been a one score game, either a win or a loss here. So it's tough to get distance and separation really on this team. But interestingly enough, you're seeing the Vikings kind of get supported by the market here in the second half. We did mention San Francisco was getting the money because mm-hmm. this was three most of the week. Then you start to see some three and a halves. We even saw a five pop 
at a certain shop here in town. But nevertheless, minus three, even money for the 49ers for the second half, minus $1.20, obviously, juiced to the Minnesota side. So that's kind of an interesting pattern because you look, the 49ers did score at the end of the half, and they also get the ball first. Yeah, so very, I'm, I'm curious, which way would you go there, Wes, if you had to make a wager here in the second half? Would you lean and follow the public here? Or I know you normally like to go opposite. Small path. lean to the 49ers, minus three, even money. But look, with Minnesota, we, we usually have our man Mike Wabachow on and whatnot. And it's like every game is down to the final seconds with this team. It certainly held that pattern. So kind of tough to lay it and think that the 49ers are just going to run this team out. But that's the side I like. Okay, so let's see how that plays out. A big sack out in uh, Denver is going to stall that drive for the Chargers. They're going to attempt a long field goal here, about a 53-yard attempt here. But again, Dustin Hopkins coming in to try to kick that. We'll see if they can get a little bit closer. And I believe we finally got to halftime in Green Bay. Uh, as that field goal, by the way, by Hopkins is no good. The Chiron jinx, Dave Ross, never fails because since joining the Los Angeles Chargers, they said Dustin Hopkins, the former kicker for the Washington football team, was 7 of 7 on field goals as the Lightning Bolts kicker. You knew when that Chiron flashed on the screen. Uh And I was about to say I wanted to let you finish there, but then all of a sudden the Chiron jinx there. He's now 7 of 8 as Dustin Hopkins misses that long. This Charger offense just appears stuck in the mud. So, again, that was 14-0 before a late turnover gave them new life, but they come up empty on the first drive in the third quarter. Let's go back out to Tank Williams where this game between the Rams and the Packers, I think a lot more points than than many of us expected here, Tank. But uh, as they go to the half, what's the vibe that you have for backers in the second half potentially to make a little live play here after what you've seen in the first half? Uh, I would say to continue to hope for splash plays. I I believe both of these offenses look kind of clunky for the most part. But then they'll have like these splash plays, whether it's the Van Jefferson big play or Randall Cobb gashing the defense unexpectedly. Like Randall Cobb shows up like every four games or so, but I guess this is his game to ball out. And so you have like those plays like that. I feel like continue to expect the unexpected. I mean, we thought this was going to be a low-scoring game given the elements, given, you know, defenses probably tightening up after they gave up a lot of yardage versus the Vikings that you speaking to the Packers and then also the Rams offense just struggling. But it seems like, even though it's not like in complete synergy, they're making these splash plays here and there. So I'll look for that to continue through the second half. And so if you're looking for, you know, more points being put up on the board, you know, I'm always one that likes to bet points. I feel like they'll continue to score on both sides. So right now we see that they're at uh, BetMGM 61 and a half is a new adjusted total mm-hmm. here uh, in that game. Boy, at some point that you would think, it would slow down, but 37 points, West. I think more points than we yeah, expect in the first half. and it's 24 for the second half. It's pretty much uh, where it is, uh, not really juiced either way. A couple of the more public stores juicing it to the over, and right now it's at a solid 24 at BetMGM. Pick them for the second half, so that essentially makes it Packers minus three for the full game. Some have pick them minus $1.15 on that Ram side. Remember, the Rams were bet. It was pick them early in the week and then close minus two. I know you had the Rams uh, pre-flop in this one. Is this a game now where you get to the half West region? It's like, no, I'll just take my, my pre-flop play here and not hop in uh, yeah, at the half. I, I think I am going to go ahead and stick with it because, look, uh, I think the Rams offense did get going a little bit. Packers have run more plays, so they've got more yards. 6.1 yards of play for Green Bay, but 6.6 for the L.A. Rams. They're finding some plays down the field, I think, with that passing game. Small lean to the under because you may get it. Look, I think it's going to go over what it was, obviously, pre-flop. Sure. Only has about seven or eight points to go ahead and do that, but 
I would lean a little bit to the under here at 25. And again, pre-flop here, Bet Jim, it was the Rams laying two in the over-under at 47. So to your point, uh, only need 10 more here to at least push that total. We expect more than that here in the second half. All right, for right now, let's go back out to South Point where uh, Ben Falk's been watching the Chargers and the Broncos. And Ben, I, I know you're a Charger backer in this one too. You know, that, that first drive of the third quarter just feels like very Chargery football where you think you're going to at least get points. They get a sack. And then they missed the long field goal. I mean, this offense is too good to be this, I'd say, ineffective for the majority of the game. Yeah, Dave, uh, and a quick update as well. Teddy Bridgewater is back in to start this first drive for the Denver Broncos. So no Drew Locke right now. Teddy Bridgewater back in, assuming he doesn't get hurt again. But like you said with the Chargers, when you have two pretty evenly matched teams, it's really these games are just such a razor-thin margin the Broncos had, I think, third and goal at the nine-yard line. They run that draw, like you said. They score a touchdown, right? That probably should be a field goal. This is the same way. Third and six at the twenty at the Broncos' 27 for the Chargers. Justin Herbert gets sacked, pushes them back. They then miss that field goal. And all of a sudden, it's 14-7, whereas that could be a 10-10 game just on those two plays. So it's just a very close game right now. Again, still probably leaning the under, just the offenses haven't been able to do much. Chargers have been moving the ball a little more the last couple drives, and Broncos really going to have to see how effective that running game is with Teddy back. Okay, so we'll keep an eye on that. But again, you see uh, what the adjusted total is now Come, coming way down here. And again, I was an overbacker in this one. That looks like it might be dead in the water so far here, Wes. Well, not necessarily. But something I wanted to point out that you mentioned with Justin Herbert, is there a regression? One of the things are is he's not taking a lot of deep shots. No. I think the uh, I think they showed the graphic. I'm trying to remember the number here. The per yards per attempt through the air, and it's the fifth lowest in the league. So he's kind of been dinking and dumping a little bit. You know, I don't know if it's that the the Chargers kind of have like possession receivers like Keenan Allen mm. or like Mike Williams. They don't seem to have a burner really no. at receiver. They don't have like what we're seeing here with Minnesota, like a Justin Jefferson right. or what Green Bay has with a Devontae Adams. They have a lot of possession, move the chains type of receivers. Yeah, they just look like right now he's lacking confidence too. So fourth and eighteen, Denver's gonna punt the ball back to the Chargers. Let's see if they can get back on the good foot and potentially tie this game up. Okay, we do see market moves. We see it every week after what we watch in the early games here. And the biggest market move that we saw today was to come out and represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. And, ooh, I like the graphic, and I like the music. Mm -hmm. That's kind of catchy. So who's up, who's down? Well, not a big surprise here when you look at the Tennessee Titans. When you lose in the manner in which they lost today, ugh, not so good. Started off pre-flop 8-1 to represent the AFC in the title game. Now it's down to 10-1. to And mm -hmm. you saw that this was a high ticket percentage here of 20.4% of the tickets there, and the handle... Uh, 23.4, so a big liability here for the books. They must be feeling a little bit better after what they saw today. Well, they're feeling better, by the way, looking at that infirmary or that injury report here My on goodness. the Tennessee side, which uh, is not getting any better. We know Derrick Henry on IR, now A.J. Brown on IR, Julio Jones on IR. That's your three best offensive players, Bud Dupree, who they signed to that big deal in free agency from Pittsburgh. He is now on IR. They, Like I said earlier, they have, I think, tied for the record. I think it was the Dolphins two years ago, the 49ers last year, and now the Titans this year. They have had 85 different players activated on that active roster. Wow. We know it's a 53-man roster. And when you're getting down that deep, look, we all go to training camp in the summer where it's like, 
oh, well, man, these cuts are so hard. <laughs> it, they're, they're, it's not a hard cut from 75 down. It might be the last one or two guys right. maybe as hard. But when you're having to play that many players, not all of those guys are first unit starting quality players, whether it's on offense or defense. So injuries very much catching up for this team. The one beneficiary for the Titans, though, is they don't have anybody really chasing them down in the division. The Colts obviously had an opportunity today to make a little bit of dent because they've already been swept by Tennessee. So nevertheless, Tennessee eight and four schedule. They do get the Jaguars in, but then they got to go to the Steelers. They got the 49ers in, the Dolphins in, and then the Texans. So the last couple weeks, the schedule kind of eases up for Tennessee. All right, let's see if they can uh, go in the the correct direction because a bad loss today. But again, as you mentioned, they are the walking wounded right now, so it may be an excusable loss today against a red-hot New England Patriots squad here who easily covered that number of seven. And again, it went over the total of 43. Okay, very quickly, uh, San Francisco had a first and goal. A penalty has set them back a little bit, the first drive for them in the third quarter. We had mentioned that the Vikings were taking a lot of the money despite the Niners getting the ball here to start that second half. And so far, a pretty good opening drive here for the Niners as they are primed to get points and take the lead here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, we talk about the middle eight. If you believe in that theory that Michael Lombardi always talks about here on VSIN, then you're probably believing in the uh, red and gold here with the San Francisco 49ers as they're trying to get Debo on the edge. He gets the edge. Touchdown, 49ers. And here's the amazing thing. Debo Samuel just went over 70 yards rushing with two touchdowns. Guess how many receiving yards he has? Zero. He's he's there, he's Cordell Patterson, West Coast. It's not a wide receiver anymore, folks. He might be a running back. Come on back. We'll give you all the particulars and the line changes right here on Veasan, the sports betting network. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. 
He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zone presented by BetMGM, Dave Ross, alongside West Reynolds, week number 12 of the NFL. And West, you just saw a stat mm-hmm. as the Packers now lead at 20 to 17 as they begin play in the third quarter. As Aaron Rodgers goes up top, they get a first down at around midfield against the Rams, which is rather startling. What is that stat, sir? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, by the way, when he is leading at halftime and the friendly confines of Lambeau Field, 72 1 and one. So those that uh, bet the Rams, we're, we're hoping for that Chiron jinx. Right. That we are that mush that we talked about with Dustin Hopkins when he missed that field goal for the Chargers. By the way, we do have injury news here. Randall Cobb going to be out for the rest of the game with a groin injury. Had a pretty big first half. Did have that muff punt, though, that set up the Rams. So uh, right now, 20 to 17 Green Bay. Green Bay minus 2.5, minus a buck 35. 61 and a half, the current in game total. Minus 165 or minus 175 now, just as I say that on Green Bay, plus $1.40 on the Rams. All right, let's go back out to Sean Green, watch the Vikings and the 49ers. And the last time the KC8 had the football, it was 14 7. Minnesota. He's trotting back out there to begin the third quarter for the Vikings, but that score has been long gone, and it's changed mightily here. So, Sean, what's the latest here with the Niners getting their offense going? Yeah, Debo Samuel got a rushing touchdown for the 49ers. You're going to be pretty annoyed if you have the Debo Samuel over receiving yards because he's gotten zero of those, doing it all on the ground. And, uh, yeah, I mean, kind of how they ended the first half there, 49ers just methodically went down the field, got the touchdown, got the lead. And uh, this is where this 49ers defense can get kind of dangerous mm-hmm. when they're playing ahead, when they're playing with the lead. Now, I know 49ers backers are, are patting themselves on the back. Hey, we got some closing line value there late. Uh, we'll see if that can help them. They're down seven here, and Cousins certainly has plenty of time to tie this up or even take the lead. Well, Sean, to your point, that Niner defense can be dangerous with a lead. Well, the first throw by KC8, well, he reverted back to Kirk Cousins. You don't like that. Threw the pick mm-hmm. in the middle of the field. So maybe a little bit of rust because he'd been off the field for a long time through halftime. Bad throw there. It sets up the Niners first and goal. Uh, in Minnesota territory. Al Shire with the pick and return now down to the Minnesota two. So it's going to be first and goal. Look, uh, we talk about that still within that middle eight. And in that middle eight, the San Francisco 49ers now have three touchdowns. Uh, Elijah Mitchell with two yards out now, 27 wow. to 14 PAT pending. So again, in, in offensive terms, basically that middle eight that Michael Lombardi talks about, and it's, it's such an important uh, part of the football game. The Niners come down, get that score before halftime. Mm-hmm. Then they get the ball to start off the third quarter, go right down the field, score, take about four minutes off the clock. Kirk Cousins hasn't touched the ball in like basically an hour of real time through halftime. And then his first throw is terrible. And so, again, those 23 touchdowns and two picks, now it's 23 touchdowns and the three picks. And all of a sudden, the Vikings go, what just happened? We're up seven, and now PAT pending. They're going to be down 14, and the kick is up and good. So all of a sudden, with 11 minutes to go here in Santa Clara, a seven-point lead just before the end of the half. 
Now they're trailing by 14. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, 28 to 14 will get you the updated line momentarily when it appears from BetMGM. But look, market looks like, at least right now, still a lot of time left to go. Still 11 left to go in the third quarter. Market looks like it was right because market was coming in on the 49ers. And look, the trends weren't very friendly for the 49ers. 0-4 straight up and against the number as a home favorite this year with Kyle Shanahan. And really has not been great in that role for his entire career. Great as an underdog, not so much as a favorite, but maybe uh, putting a stop to that streak today. Very quickly, what was that stat again that you gave for Aaron Rodgers? Was it 72? 72-1-1. 72 when he leads at halftime at home in Green Bay. Oh, let's go back out to Tank Williams watching that game. I mean, Tank, that's an astounding stat. For I know Aaron Rodgers is great. We all get that. He's going to the Hall of Fame one day. But 72-1-1, one and, one, and this is only a three-point lead against the Rams. But, boy, with that number, it feels like you can take it to the bank. And right now, Aaron Rodgers doing Aaron Rodgers things here to begin this third quarter. Yeah, absolutely. I have some uh, Vikings fans that I'm close to that would say that the referees – tend to help with that uh, line right there, the 72-1-1. Mm-hmm. I don't have any input on that. But <laughs> as far as what's happening on the field today, uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like that trend will continue because with that long pass to MVS, besides that, they've just been giving them that steady dosage of A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon, whether it's through the run game or using them in the pass game, they're just slowly, methodically working their way down the field. And it seems like the L.A. Rams defense doesn't have an answer for Aaron Rodgers so far. And Tank, to that end, about not having an answer, and I get it. Look, we we nobody's sitting here saying Jalen Ramsey isn't great and Von Miller isn't great and Aaron Donald isn't great. But this defense, we've seen them repeatedly punched in the face. It, it doesn't feel like it should be a soft unit, Tank. Are they? Is it fair to say that this defense plays a little bit softer than they should? Well, it's kind of what I was alluding to before. Like they're not play, they're not built to play from this game script. Like, their ideal game script is to play with a lead, and then you pin your ears back, and you're a rush the opposing passer, and then you light teams up with your offense because you have all these weapons available to you. But if you're going to allow the other team to play from the lead, whether it's the Green Bay Packers or the San Francisco 49ers or the Arizona Cardinals where they can line up and just run the ball down your throat and maul you, like, they're not built for that. Aaron Donald, even though he's a physical specimen, he's not built to just hold up and, you know, and run stopping for the entire game. Like, you want to play from the lead, let him rush the inside uh, passer from in the middle, and then have Von Miller coming off the edge. So I think right now they're just playing in game strips that really don't uh, fit the, the, the strengths of their defense. All right, so right now it looks like the Rams did get a stop here going to force a Mason Crosby attempt. Aaron Rodgers looking for a flag, none coming. So again, 20-17, to 17, and it looks like they're going to have to settle for three. Yeah, well over a six-minute drive here, so we will uh, wait to see. And actually, the offense looks like it's staying out on the field. We shall see if they go ahead and want to use one of their timeouts or maybe try to draw that Rams defensive line off sides as they are lined up very quickly. Four seconds left to go on the play clock. Matt LaFleur, or actually, I think it might have been Sean McVay that took that timeout. Wow. See who that timeout is charged to. It is Sean McVay. Wanted wow. to see maybe what they were going to run there, if they were setting up to perhaps try to get him to jump off sides. But nevertheless, Rodgers and Green Bay do force the defense to burn a timeout. Game within the game, they, like we always talk about. Absolutely, Wes. is exactly what I was thinking of. Even if they go ahead and kick the field goal now, it's like we just we took away one of your weapons late here if it, this game is close. So one timeout is taken away. Chargers going to go for it on fourth and four plus territory in the Denver zone here. But uh, let's see if they can pick this up. Justin Herbert, uh, a scramble play. We're going to go back out to Ben Falks. And Ben, it looks like 
Uh, the big guy is a little bit more nimble than people might give him credit for. Bought some time in the pocket. A big first down here for the Chargers for a team desperately looking for offense. Yeah, it helps when you have a rocket for an arm as well and are mobile. <laughs> that, that was a throw all the way back across the field on fourth and four. It uh, looked like potentially Keenan Allen on the third down play wanted a flag, no flag thrown. And they've just been kind of methodically been going down the field. They were helped out by Broncos' defensive holding penalty on a big sack by Von Miller that would have set him back a second and a mile. So they've been slowly moving the ball down the field. And again, it's just it's a very close game back and forth. And I think that third and nine draw that the Broncos scored the touchdown and the Chargers, you know, getting that sack and then being pushed out of field goal range is really the difference between these two teams right now. They just had a stat. The Broncos, or excuse me, the Chargers had three first downs in the first 29 minutes of the game. They've had 11 since then. So the offense has started to finally click into gear. And I should mention as well, one big bet on the Broncos, $105,000 on the Broncos plus two and a half. So one better with a lot of interest in this game as we head down in the third quarter here. Yeah, absolutely. Feeling good now, but again, this game get maybe a little bit too close for comfort. The Chargers seem like they're finding their footing, but again, you look up. We're at the end of the third quarter. They have yeah. seven points on the board. A couple big fourth down conversions, one by the Chargers that Ben was describing. Also one in Green Bay as uh, Rodgers completes that pass, fourth and two from the 21. Now going to be second goal from the five as the, or as the clock ticks down in Denver in the third quarter. Chargers going to have third and three from the 12. 14 to seven, Denver with the lead. Chargers now have moved to the favorite. Minus one and a half, 37 and a half on the total. And the uh, Packers have just gotten it across Pater well, there. That's a big drive, almost eight minutes long. And now to go up 10, seemingly like the Rams had the momentum, could not get a stop. 71, one, and one. Is that yeah. right? 72, one, and 72, one. 72, one, and one. Aaron Rodgers with the lead. Yeah, why are we loading up on Packers second half at Pickham, I guess? Wow, that is some stat. Uh, First and goal, by the way, for the Vikings as well. So this game all of a sudden is opening wide uh, as these offenses are clicking. The Vikings just scored as well. So that's 28-20 PAT pending. And again, pre-flop, as I look at the over-under in that Mm -hmm. game, it was 49. So they're going to be right at that total if this PAT is good. Well, we're having certainly a more exciting three-game window than we did last week. Yeah. had some duds here as that extra point is good. Now 27 to 17, Green Bay, 718 left to go in the third quarter. Rams have not taken the field, at least on offense, yet for this second half. Almost an eight minute drive there for Green Bay. Of course, the, uh, the over that I played in the second window was the Chargers and Broncos, and that game right now stuck in the mud 14 7 as they go to the fourth quarter. But again, the Rams Packers game, it's not quite over that total yet, but getting very close. Missed PAT. So, again, if you had 49, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're still hanging by a thread, but I'm mean, obviously a ton of time to go here, but still technically right now an eight-point game in Santa Clara. Rams plus 6.5 minus $1.15 at BetMGM, 62.5 now the total. I love it. We got action right here. It's the Green Zone, only on VEASAN. Come on back with us. We are back after a very short timeout. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Cyber Monday offer is here right now. When you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you're also going to receive a $20 credit to the VEASAN store. 
Get all our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy decent sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry up. This is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vcin.com slash subscribe. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. It is the Green Zone here on vcin. We've got some score changes and also a big turnover. And for the details on that, let's go back out to South Point Casino where Ben Fox has been watching the Chargers and the Broncos. And I mentioned the West. It feels like, to me, aggression so far in year number two for Justin Herbert. And really, what just happened here, Ben? Because it looks like it could be a potential game-changing play. Yeah, guys, uh, sometimes when you have that rocket for an arm, you want to not use it every single throw. And and this was just an ill-advised third and 13, I believe, well inside field goal range. And Justin Herbert rolling to his right, tries to throw it to the back pylon, doesn't get there. Easy interception for Patrick Sertan uh, and a touchback. So the Broncos will have the ball now. A seven-minute drive for the Chargers that now results in zero points. So 14-7 to Broncos. And we keep going back to it, right? You kick that field goal instead of getting the sack. You kick a field goal here. All of a sudden, it's 14 to 13. You don't give up a touchdown on that third and nine draw. It's a very different game. So just they're starting to play now and starting to chase points a bit instead of kind of letting the game come to them. And that's the result now. 14 to 7 Broncos getting the ball back. And you got to think Denver's going to go heavy with the running game, even though it's still 14 29 left to go in the ball game. Denver minus three and a half even money, 33 and a half currently at BetMGM. Denver's run the ball when they've had the ball today. It seems like they haven't had it very much. They're no. getting beaten the T.O.P. at the time of possession. But 21 carries for 110 yards. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, lot of handoffs here for Teddy B. Yeah, and you know you mentioned it too, though. When you just watch this Charger offense, they're not stretching the field at all. And, and to Ben's point there, that long drive, and, you know, you're, you're getting nothing out of it, obviously, with the turnover in the end zone. But a long drive, normally you get a seven, eight-minute drive. At least you're knocking on the door. I mean, it really took them a long time to matriculate that ball down the field because they're not these big stretch plays right now for that Charger offense. Okay, right now, let's go back to Sean Green watching the Vikings and the 49ers. We mentioned the good news was the Vikings got on the board. The bad news, though, I believe that's our third missed PAT that we've seen out of uh, week number 12 so far in the NFL. Yeah, Joseph missed the extra points, so now the Vikings are down eight, and uh, looks like the 49ers offense going to answer again, driving all the way down the right, uh, they're at the 28, third and nine, and again, it seems like Ayuk is kind of the guy for them in the passing game, three catches for 91 yards, Jefferson uh, came alive a little bit, and even Dalvin Cook uh, last drive for the Vikings, he had uh, his best drive of the game, racking up some yards there, Madison was the one who got the touchdown, but he's sitting at uh, 47 yards rushing, big chunk of that coming on the pass drive. So it'll be interesting to see. Do the 49ers, can they, do they have to settle for a field goal? And then uh, Vikings are obviously alive there for a backdoor and, and certainly still alive for the game. But they let up a touchdown here. The uh, Vikings money line backers got to be feeling pretty, uh, pretty bad if that happens. Yeah, so again, settling for that field goal here. So let's see if they can go ahead with Robbie Gold, uh, make this 46-yard attempt to make it a true two-score uh, game here as they are up eight right now, five minutes to go still in the third quarter. It feels like an eternity to go in Santa Clara. Yeah, absolutely. 46 yards out, and that kick is going to be good. And Whoa. it just kind of dinked off the uh, right upright there, but in through the upright. So 31 to 20 now, 49ers, 4.57 left to go. Meanwhile, in Green Bay, just so happen to see a stat here. 
Green Bay's had the ball about 26 minutes. Rams only had the football for 11 minutes. Wow. So that tells you the story. I know in this era, it's like time of possession seems like it's an outdated stat. Not always necessarily, and certainly not today in Lambeau. No, they are controlling the clock here, 27-17 now, but they do have a long third down to go. Let's go back to get more of the tone and tenor of what's going on here in the second half with Tank Williams. And uh, Tank, as we see here, it looks like Aaron Rodgers just throws it up for grabs, and it's uh, an incredible <laughs> look like a catch. Almost. Uh, but they're going to say it's incomplete. Yeah, he was going for the pick there, and, and, and it almost went into the receiver's hands there. Wow. But nevertheless, ref Johnny on the spot is going to be incomplete. St. Brown almost came down with that after it was in the Ram defender's hands. Okay, so it looks like it does, in fact, does it touch the ground? That could be a challengeable uh, play here. So we'll see, Tank, as we go to you here in what could be, if somehow this is a catch, maybe the catch of the day, but it doesn't yeah, look like it hits Yeah, the it squirks through right up there by that elbow. So 27-17 still your score. All right, so Tank, they're going to punt this football away. But to Wes's point here, it does feel like the Packers right now just kind of laying on them, starting to bleed a little bit of clock. Five minutes to go here in the third quarter. Uh, what do the Rams really have to do now to get back in this game? They need more explosive plays. I mean, it seems like that's the only way that they can move the ball and get some points on the board. I mean, I think Wes made, you know, uh, he looked, he, he pointed out the time of possession stat. And I think that really speaks to the physicality that the Green Bay Packers are playing with. I mean, if you notice, like, on that last drive that they have, besides that big play to MVS, they had, like, 80% of it was A.J. Dillon. Oh, it looks like we have a turnover, though. It it does. Let's see if this is going to stand here because it's the, the punt uh, by the Packers, and it looks like it may be a fumble uh, on the return here. So this could be uh, right, you know, as we speak here, uh, a game-changing yeah, turnover potentially. That, that, that made up for it. Uh, maybe uh, that's also a reason why, perhaps, that Aaron Rodgers is 72-1-1. Wow. Yeah, when leading at halftime there, and and yeah, just uh, Koski trying to make Ball a play. Koski coughs it up here. Green Bay does get the football, so all of a sudden the Rams do get that stop that they needed, and there you go. Just a really a punt return fielding disaster on both sides here. So now Green Bay uh, just looking to see where they recovered that. It looks like they got that at the Rams twenty-seven. So just outside of the red zone, Green Bay minus ten and a half, sixty-one and a half at BetMGM. Yeah, I look at this now, Tank, and I go, let's say. Let's see what happens here if the, the Packers turn this into a touchdown. I think this turnover is going to stand here uh, because it looked like the ball was clearly out. Uh, more questions about what you've observed here through, uh, not even through three quarters here. Are there questions to start to seep in about this Rams team? I think the Rams were on the short list of teams that we thought could represent the NFC in the Super Bowl because uh -huh. right now they don't look like a team uh, capable of making that type of charge. I mean, if you spin it back to earlier this season, they were able to run the ball effectively. Like, Darrell Henderson, I remember the Giants game, he ran all over them, and Cooper Cup was able to get off. But you notice that those two work in tandem. If they're running the ball effectively, teams have to play them a little bit closer for the run, then it opens up everything for that pass game. So, obviously, losing Robert Woods hurts. But I feel like with OBJ, as he gets up to speed in that system, they should be fine. But those explosive plays that they live off of on the offensive side of the ball – you need the running game to support that, at least some semblance of the running game. And right now, they just don't have it. And on defense, I mean, I'm not sure what's going on right now because even though I feel like they're not playing to the game script that suits them the best, you still have to be able to play in these tight games, slow down the team when they're running the ball. I mean, they're methodically running the ball down their throat. Everybody that's watching it, everybody that's in Lambeau Field right now knows what the Rams are trying to do to them, yet and still they have no answer for it. And if 
you have those kind of things working against you on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, you're not going to make it that far in the regular season, let alone in the playoffs. All right, let's see if the Packers can get that knockout punch here as they get that turnover. Meanwhile, we have a sudden change in uh, Santa Clara It's here. a Minnesota Vikings game. What do we expect here? Exactly. Let's go back out to Sean Green for the particulars there because we mentioned that the Niners had to settle for three. But, uh, Sean, that was the good news. The bad news was they had to kick it off back to the Vikings. Yeah, they did, and uh, Vikings took it to the house. 99-yard uh, kickoff return for a touchdown. A two-point conversion attempt uh, is incomplete. Uh, Cousins tried to get it to Jefferson there, so it will stay a five-point game, hovering right around that closing number. I know Wes mentioned a couple fives uh, flash there, but uh feels like plenty of time in this game. 4.46 left to go in the third, and, and you know, Wes was talking about it. These Vikings Vikings game, it's going to come down to either a make or miss field goal. I can't tell uh, which kicker is going to be on it, but it, <laughs> it does feel like that's where we're headed. Kenny Wangu, by the way, with that kickoff return, that's now his second on the year. As Sean mentioned, the two-pointer, no good. Now 31-26, Niners minus 5.5 plus $1.5, the current in-game total in and, Santa Clara. And again, that game is now officially over the preflop total here of 49 with that score. So again, uh, by the way, this would be a three-point game, and I know that's a big difference for backers who had the Vikings plus three-and-a-half, plus four, four-and-a-half, uh, but they missed the first extra point, then had to go for the two mm -hmm. there and didn't get either one of those, so that's why it is a five-point deficit right now. So, again, the Vikings this season, they played 11 games. Ten of them have been decided by one score, <laughs> and they're right back in that same window again. Uh, by the way, the Broncos have just got another touchdown, so they have a 14-point lead against the Chargers 21-7, that game, boy, you, you're waiting for the Chargers to wake up offensively, yeah. but they, they've run out of time here. Denver minus 8.5, 35.5, the current total, about a little less than, a little more than eight minutes and change to go, but lightning bolts in a deep hole right now. All right, tomorrow night the Washington football team will be hosting the Seattle Seahawks. When we come back here after a very, very short timeout, Al Galdi is going to join us uh, from the Al Galdi podcast. He is a known commodity in the Washington, D.C. area, an old buddy of mine. So it's great, great to have Al on the program talking about the Seahawks and the Washington football team. Come on back. It's the Green Zone on VEASAN, the sports betting network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro football game. If any team scores a touchdown, you're going to win 200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your very first wager. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM special offers all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win 200 in free bets if any team simply scores a touchdown. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Dave Ross alongside West Reynolds. It is the Green Zone right here on Visa and West. We had a big mm-hmm. sudden change in that L.A. Chargers against Denver Bronco game. Yeah, ball went off of uh, Austin Eckler's hands right into the midst of Pat Sertan the second. By the way, that is two picks, but now one touchdown as a pick six here. 28 to 7, Denver. Just about seven and a half minutes ago. Looks like it's about over in mile high. Green Bay did get held to a field goal there. Now 30 to 17. Packers minus eight and a half, 60 and a half on the total. And it looks like uh, when uh, San Francisco got stopped, but it looks like we have a turnover mm-hmm. here. Is a player down? We'll get you updated on the injury on the other side here. But 31 to 26, 49ers with the lead. And not just any player, but Dalvin Cook is down for the Vikings. So again, not a good sign right there, and maybe a terrible result here for the Vikings. We'll figure that out uh, and hope for the best there, and hope he, hopefully he will be okay. Uh, but right now, tomorrow night, we know there's a big game in Washington, D.C., as the Washington football team will be hosting the Seattle Seahawks to talk all about it. Is our old friend from Washington, D.C., Al Galdi. Check him out. He's got the Al Galdi podcast. Al, it's great to catch up with you, man. It's been way too long. I do want to get the vibe here as right now the Washington football team uh, they are a, they're getting one point in this game against Seattle. So basically a pick depending on where you're seeing it here, 
BetMGM's got it uh, with the Washington football team getting a point. A big win, obviously, when you beat the Buccaneers. Taylor Heineke as the starting quarterback now. Is this team starting to feel a little bit better about themselves after the start of the season? Yeah, I think so, and it's great to talk to you guys. Uh, you know, Washington looked really bad over the first eight games of the season. It wasn't just that the record was 2-6. and six. It was that the point differential was horrendous. It was that the two wins were these really close wins that very easily could have been losses. The defense, from which a lot was expected, was a total flop. The offense was up and down, and the offense got ravaged by injury really beginning in early October. So there was a lot not to like. Washington had instability, a kicker. Like, basically, it felt like everything that could go wrong was going wrong. And the vibe has really changed over these last two weeks. Uh, the defense has been better. Taylor Heineke has played maybe his two best games over these last two games. Washington is doing things that it wasn't doing over the first eight games, is getting stops on third downs, is converting on third downs on offense, and also is converting on fourth downs. Uh, Washington has dominated time of possession in each of the last two games. And while I don't think anyone in D.C. is deluded into thinking that this team is all of a sudden great, I think there is a feeling of, okay, what we saw over the first eight games wasn't the true team, that the team was never as bad as it seemed over those eight games. And the other thing is Ron Rivera's history is such that his teams do really well in the second halves of seasons. This was a consistent thing for him during his time as Carolina Panthers head coach. It was a thing for Washington last season. Washington much better last November and December as compared to last September and October. And there's a hope here that we're seeing uh, that scenario play out once again this season. Rasul Douglas picks off Matt Stafford, and we have a pick and a six. Packers are about to go for two. 36-17, one fifty-two left to go. Rams got the money. That money was not rightfully placed, including no. some of mine, because Green Bay is about to put away the Rams. Okay, let's get back to Al Galdi here and talk about this uh, Washington football team against the Seattle Seahawks. And again, I, I look at the, the number here and the total, too, on the side, out, and, and I wonder what type of game do you expect to see tomorrow night? Because right now, looking at about 46-and-a-half uh, at BetMGM, do you think this game might get a little bit more points than people are expecting? I do. Uh, I would go over on that. Washington's offense is in a pretty good place right now. And, you know, we know how the NFL is. It's week to week. You know, it's, it's like quarter to quarter sometimes. So, you know, who knows what that means for Monday night. But Taylor Heineke can throw, and Washington can move the football. Even when Washington was struggling offensively, a lot of that had to do with, like, red zone struggles. Washington still was actually moving the ball at a fairly decent clip. And I think Washington has a chance to put up some points against the Seahawks' pass defense today really hasn't been that good this season. Uh, if you go by some of the advanced stuff, like go by DVOA, Seahawks pass defense, 25th in the NFL going into week 12, and the Seahawks are going to be without a key corner and Trey Brown for this game. So I think this is the kind of game in which you might be able to see Washington move the football effectively. Now, from a Seahawks standpoint, we know that their offense has not been good over the uh, Seattle's last two games. Russell Wilson has not been good over these last two games, but you know, there are still questions about Washington's defense. Like, it's, as improved as it's been over the last two games, the overall body of work this season isn't good. And Washington is without its top two edge rushers. Both Chase Young and Montez Sweat are on the reserve injured list. Um, so far, Washington has managed just fine without those guys. But, you know, you could make the case of, hey, eventually you're going to feel the losses of those two key players. But, yeah, I mean, to me, I think this is a game that has a chance uh, to be, if not super high scoring, then high scoring enough to where you surpass the over. 
Yeah, and Al, I was going to ask you about that Washington defense. Look, uh, it's never a good thing when you lose your most talented player, that being Chase Young. But looking at the at the Washington football team over the past few weeks, it seems like without him, they have started to at least play a little bit more discipline mm-hmm. because we know what Chase Young is in there for, to wreak havoc and be a disruptor and go kill the other team's quarterback. Mm-hmm. But it seems like they, they stay in gaps. They don't break contain on you know with the running game around the end. It just seems like this football team is starting to play with more discipline on defense. Yeah, I think that I think there's definite validity to that. I think it's also kind of interesting. So they're blitzing more, and that was something that people were calling for prior to Chase and Montez getting injured. And now that they're actually blitzing more, I think that has been of some benefit to Washington. But I think ultimately the defensive improvement is about the secondary being better. When Washington was really bad defensively earlier this season, and Washington was. I mean, Washington was atrocious defensively in September and October. The third down numbers for Washington defense over the first two months of the season were an embarrassment. The real issue was the secondary, and the secondary has stabilized here. Uh, William Jackson the third, who got off to a really bad start to the season, has been better. Kendall Fuller, who got off to a bad start to the season, has been better. Uh, Washington is finally playing Landon Collins close to the line of scrimmage. Why that wasn't the case from the get-go, I do not know, because Landon has had a bad reputation in terms of uh, being a guy in pass coverage for a long time now, but for whatever reason, that wasn't the case earlier this season. Washington now has him playing this sort of pseudo you know, combo safety linebacker role, so he's playing a lot more closer to the line of scrimmage. He's not getting scorched in pass coverage, as was the case earlier this year. The communication in the secondary has been better. You know, Washington's getting contributions from this guy, Danny Johnson, who didn't even plan a single defensive snap last season, but he's been thrust into action this season. He's actually doing a halfway decent job. So uh, I, I think that the improvement of the secondary has been a big part of all this. But it really does speak to what defense in the NFL is. It's not just about individual talent. Like, it's not just about adding up, you know, who has the most talent and going, like, in that way. So often you'll see this, right, where, like, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, and that's what you're seeing here. Like, it is odd. Washington's two best defensive games, and it's not even a debate, have been these last two games. It is in those last two games that Washington has been without Montez Sweat for the entirety of the two games and without Chase Young for most of those two games. It doesn't make sense, logically speaking, for that to be true, and yet it is true. And like I said, it's not really debatable, and I think it speaks to – you know, defense is about a lot more than just individual talent. It's about coaching. It's about scheme. It's about cohesion. It's about guys playing within the scheme. And we're seeing that with Washington over these last two games. Al Galdi, it's always great to have you on. Check out the Al Galdi podcast. Of course, follow him on Twitter, at Al Galdi. Al, keep holding it down there uh, back in the Washington, D.C. area. It's always great to have you on here at Beeson. And join us anytime to talk more Washington football. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank All you, right. Al. Great having Al on here. And before we do go to break, we do have some updates to get to. The Niners look like they had a touchdown. It was called back. Mm-hmm. So it's 31-26 right now. And the uh, Chargers down 28-7, desperately trying to get back in this thing. Only about uh, four minutes and 50 seconds to go there in regulation. Yeah, it's going to be fourth and goal from the four. So 49ers on the kick to make it eight. Yushek, uh, 11 yards short, tackled at the four-yard lines. And also, Chargers, second and 10 from the 16. 28-7 in-game wagering has disappeared on that one. 
through the third quarter and Lambeau through all Packers 36-17, Pack minus 12 and a half, 65 and a half on the current total. Okay, so again, that pick six, the latest score in Denver to give the, uh, the, the Broncos that huge lead now, 28-7, but again, third and 10 for Justin Herbert and companies. They try to scramble back into this thing, but boy, it's just, it's going to be a tough loss if this stays the way it is for the Chargers here going forward because this is a team with high expectations in the AFC, certainly in the West. And so far, not so good on this day. We'll give you updates on all the line changes as they happen. Come on back. It's the Green Zone right here in VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.